Hello guys, and welcome to episode 5 of the Crystal Kingdom podcast, except today we're live. Um, so for anyone who catches the podcast via uh, Spotify or um, Anchor, uh, we have decided within my Discord community that um, podcasts from now on are going to be filmed and recorded live, hopefully like on Saturdays or Sundays, something like that. Um, and then we are going to take the audio and upload it so that everybody can catch the playback. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, update, we're now on iHeartRadio. Uh, that's a big one. I, I didn't realize how big of a deal that is to get on iHeartRadio until I started talking to people on, um, on other podcasting groups and things on Facebook and I mentioned that I was able to get approved for iHeartRadio within like um four days or something like that and um it, it yeah that happened um for anyone who's hanging out with us in audience and in chat so we'll have live feedback on topics that's awesome um I may not be able to get to everyone to say hello um as they pop in and um anything you say in chat might end up in the podcast episode actually. So if you're not really wanting your your comments or your feedback said out loud, do let me know. Um, hopefully some of my mods can make sure to keep uh, putting that message out there um, as new people pop in. Um, so hello to anyone who is popping in now. I see you. <laughs> Um, and it, don't worry about it. It'll just be the audio that is that is um, on the playback. So if you say something, I don't necessarily have to read it out loud. Um, you got some interesting topics to talk about today. Um, today we have things uh, such as the update on what's going on with TikTok and its possible ban. Uh, I know that's been all over the news. We've already covered it once before on the podcast, but there's a bit of an update to it. Um, we've got things such as video games being prescribed um, now as medicine. Um, and uh, we've also got, you know, our new tarot card and astrology sign to go over today. So... Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with TikTok um, because I know a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions on this and I do too. Um, so from what it looks like, update, if you haven't heard, um, <laughs> Microsoft is in talks of actually buying TikTok and it's not really completely out there as if they're wanting to buy TikTok as a whole or just buy the U.S. portion of it. Um, and it went out pretty fast that, oh, Microsoft's getting it, Microsoft's getting it. But when you look into it, actually, Microsoft is running it by the White House first because they're trying to find out if we do buy this, are you just going to shut it down or what can we do with it? Or if we buy it, what do we need to do with it to keep you from shutting it down? What kind of securities do you want in place? Um, because that is the main argument from the White House. Um, so one of our commenters here said that if Microsoft buys TikTok, I'm deleting it. Um, 
I don't know. I can't promise that I will. I'm interested in what Microsoft would do with it. What upsets me is some of the options of what could happen here to TikTok. Going through the article, this is an article by Forbes.com. Um, there's the chances that no change is going to happen, right? Nothing happens. Um, the White House is just talking out of their ass, which wouldn't be the first time. Um, and life continues on as is. Um, but that seems like a small possibility at this point. Um, uh, step two, uh, another possibility, the U.S. can ban the shit out of it, basically. Um, just like they have with um, a phone brand that comes from China, they banned it here. I don't know how to pronounce the phone brand. I don't know if it's like Huawei or Hawaii. I don't know. I've I've seen I don't know. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it around, and then I didn't realize until reading this article that the U.S. had banned it. Um, because if you have one of the prepaid phones here in the United States, if you are with a prepaid company like Cricket or um, Metro PCS or you know even Walmart, this is a phone line that they have carried. Um, but apparently we have banned that. Um, so there's a possibility that it, they could do that with TikTok. Um, but some other options are um, just the sales of it and how the sales could work. If they do sell and the U.S. does allow it, does that mean the U.S. gets their own TikTok app in particular that's not connected to everyone else or do we are we still going to be connected to everyone else but with restrictions like how is this going to work like that's basically the update in the talks going on um there is the the possibility that um TikTok could sell but instead of selling necessarily to Microsoft or maybe even to Microsoft but they establish headquarters in Europe and have Europe as the base of um, like where everything comes from from TikTok, you know. But it's it's one of the things that it it's it's important because there's a lot of TikTok creators. Um, no offense, but there is a few Americans I don't want on TikTok, so I'm okay with that. And that's coming from one of our uh, commenters here in stream. Um, I get it. I understand. Um, but that's one of the glorious things about TikTok. I find um, I'm in several groups on Facebook that are like more conservative-based groups. And it started as because that was my belief. That was my hardcore where I was. And as things have changed and as time has gone on, I've stepped away from that. And I no longer support these ideals or these values. However, I'm still in these groups and I still see people's opinions. So now it's just kind of fun to sort of troll through there and the people on like one of the groups in particular is called raging conservatives and the amount of people that are sitting there going hooray ban tiktok get rid of tiktok it's awful are you our information's going straight to china they're spying on us i just have to add first off most of these people are so old they don't understand how technology works second off you are complaining about your information being stolen and being spied on on Facebook. Let's let's make that clear on Facebook. Like do we realize that when you go to download the apps Facebook asks for more permissions 
than TikTok does. That's just starters. And then third off here. What what information are you so worried about the Chinese having? I mean, not that it's okay that your information is being stolen or, or bought or shared at any rate by anyone. That's still not okay. But, like, what are, what are you concerned with the Chinese getting? You were the average, if you were the average Joe, especially, look at TikTok, most of the users are, you know, Gen Z, like, and millennials. These are people who may not have big, huge careers. They still live at home or still in college or whatever. Like, what information have you got that's so secretive and so important that if the authorities in China find it, you're screwed? You don't. You don't. I mean, you're really... A lot of us may relate to these videos and find them hilarious and fun and we love the people that do them. You're really not that damn important when it comes to government things. Like, you're not. I mean, I don't understand the big deal here. I don't understand the the scare. I don't... Um, it saddens me to think that if we do get to keep uh, TikTok, that... Um, that it might be separate from everyone else because some of my favorite creators are in the UK or they are in Australia. Um, all I'm saying is that Trump bans TikTok. There's quite a few million, soon to be 18-year-olds on that app that will be voting in November. That's again from our commenters in chat. Um, we've also had some other people pop in um, say hello to everyone. Um, so that's part of what I think too. Personally, my opinion, I think the reason why Trump wants to get rid of TikTok is because TikTok is trolling the hell out of him. Not just his rallies. They have found ways to cost him money on his websites with his merch. They have found ways to do all kinds of things to him. And honestly, it's kind of hilarious that some 18-year-olds can, you know, 16-year-olds can get the best of the president. But, um... Because, you know, that's what technology's come to now, but I, you know, I don't know, like, I really think that's part of the reason is because also, you cannot buy political ads on TikTok. No one can. So, he can't advertise himself on TikTok either like he can, like, Twitter. Twitter does all kinds of awful things with collecting data and stuff like that, but Lord knows he don't stay off of it. Um... You know, I mean, and at first I've, I've loved the fact that he was on Twitter because I was like, okay, circumnavigate the media. Like, hell yeah, talk directly to the people. But sometimes I read some of his tweets and I'm just like, someone take away your phone. Like, you know your people that are over your representation and, and your, your, your whole political image. The people that are over your campaign look at some of your tweets and go, oh, shit, I'm in for it today. Like, you know, you know they look at that shit and they facepalm and they're just like, how the hell do we fix this? Like, someone take that man's phone away from him. Give him designated phone time or something like a toddler. Good God almighty. Um... <laughs> Because some of the things, like, he'll tweet, like, he literally had a tweet the other day that just said, law and order. And I was like, dun, dun. what do we, what, <laughs> what do we mean here? Like, yeah, we're supposed to have law and order. Like, okay, the fuck? 
Um, but I do think that if the U.S. bans TikTok, there will be hell to pay. Because you have to think about how many, how many celebrities with status, major status, major money, major funding are on TikTok. How many people make their money from TikTok? How many people are actual, like, I guess what you would consider a professional TikToker? Um, oh, we've got some bits coming in here, which is a form of currency on um, twi on uh, Twitch. Um, thank you for that. Uh, just so you know, we are like $35 away. And um, if we are able to get that, I will be dyeing my hair. Um, if we hit my goal uh, to get my first Twitch check. Um, so, for anyone listening to the feedback, that's just kind of um, the playback of this. That's kind of how... Um, oh, wow. Thank you for that. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> um, for anyone that listens to the playback of this, of this um, podcast, of this stream... Um, since we are doing it live this week, I will have people coming in and chatting and um, dropping bits, which is a form of currency. And I thank you all for that. That is so appreciated and so loved. Oh, my God. You are amazing. Um, do you mind if I give you a shout out? Because your username will be will be played in um, in the feedback or the playback of this on Spotify and on iHeartRadio. Um, I'd love to give your, your username a shout out. Um, her username is Sarah Marie 161. That is who is come in, who has come in here and dropped some, some bits. We're very appreciative. Um, so, you know, moving along here, I think honestly that if, um, if TikTok, TikTok gets banned, look at how many people that are considered what you would, I guess, be can considered like a professional TikToker. Like they literally do live streams like I'm doing right now on Twitch and people will jump in and chat with them and donate money and stuff. I mean, TikTok has their own form of currency like Twitch does. It's no different, but this is how a lot of people um thank you for the follow. <laughs> how a lot of people make their their form of money, their their money each each month. I mean, and not saying that all of them that do it are, you know, radically left people. Uh, some are not. And TikTok, the wonderful thing about TikTok is it has an algorithm that it, it quickly learns you and figures out the kinds of things that you do and don't like. So it puts you in a group. Um, that's why a lot of people make TikTok saying welcome to this side of TikTok. Because they know their algorithm. They know where they're at. Um... And there's just so many different communities on there in so many different areas. I don't know. I would hate to see it go, to be honest. I mean, I spend, oh God, a hella amount of time on TikTok. An unhealthily amount of time. I will yeah. I will admit that. Um, <laughs> so, for anyone who would like to give their feedback or their opinion on this, who is catching the playback... Um, and was not here live, you can find me on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash amethyst underscore 0214. Um, if you would like to follow me on um, Twitter or like us on Facebook, um, Twitter is at 
0214 Amethyst, and you can find me um, on Facebook at, at facebook.com slash amethyststreams. Um, but also, you can send me emails at amethysttv0214 at gmail.com, and I try to check those in things before I do my next live stream. Um, moving on to the next topic for the day. We're, we're doing pretty well on time, to be honest. Um, so this article is according to spectrum.ieee.org. Um, it is video game approved as prescription medicine. Yeah, we've, we've reached this point in technology that finally, instead of having a whole bunch of, you know, older people at home going, you need to get off them games, they're going to rot your brain. You know, now we're realizing that, honestly, games can have some pretty good benefits to it. Um, this is a game that was created... Where was it? Uh, by Alkali Inter Interactive Labs. Um, they have created a video game called Endeavor RX. It was scientifically designed to challenge a child's brain during ADHD treatment, and it demands that the child focus on multiple tasks at the same time. Um, but it goes on, this article goes on to continue to say that they have different games and things that can help with things like depression and ADHD and autism that actually, um, with doing this, there's specific, um, sometimes they're like mobile games and tablet games and, um, with this, there's specific ways to get you to log, like how you're feeling that day or, um, stuff like that, um, an exact quote from the article, um, just going into the middle of it here. Uh, for instance, last year, the Journal of Medical Internet Research published a study that was co-authored with, you know, some of the people that created these games, um, with other media lab researchers that used a Pokemon-like digital pet collection mobile game as a backdoor route to induce patients to self-report, like, symptoms and behaviors. Um, where typically they, clinicians rely on patients to self-report, um, things like they have them journal, whether it be a paper, paper journal or like a digital journal, um, and send it in like an email maybe. Um, they use this to get, get patients to kind of self-report how they're doing and how they're feeling, what, you know, symptoms and behaviors they've had. And it says that through this, through the game, it had an 86% compliance of, of patients doing it because compliance and getting patients to do it is where the problem tends to be. Whereas if you do an e-journal, it's only about 78% compliance and a paper journal is about 71% compliance. So, you know, they've realized the benefit of some of these things. Um, it goes on to tell about one that is called The Guardians Unite the Realms. Um, it was developed by um, a guy named Ferguson and his colleagues. Um, it said earlier in the article where Ferguson was from. Um, he is a developer and designer at MIT's Media Lab. Um, and he's worked with some uh, psychologists and things to develop these. But uh, The Guardians Unite the Realms. It was de developed by Ferguson and his colleagues. And it's now available to download for free on both Android and iOS devices. Um, but it uses games um, for things like, 
you know, your depression and your cognitive things like that. But they're also looking at using games for physical therapy as well, um, especially for um, juvenile arthritis. Because it says that a lot of the treatments for juvenile arthritis can be really painful and really um, repetitive. And it just finds a way to make it like more fun and give them a goal to work towards. Whereas instead of being like, oh, i got to do this thing that hurts me, but I've got to do it because it's supposed to make me better. Now it's like, oh, I've got to do this because I've got to get to the next level or whatever it is, however it is that they work. Um, it really inspires kids to, to do the treatments they're supposed to do and, and kind of, I guess, make it a little more tolerable. Um, I think these are good things. I think they're great ideas. I have been saying for forever that there are more benefits to video games than people really give credit. Right? Like, you have so many parents that say, I make my kids go outside and play and they're only allowed on video games for a couple hours a day because those things rot your brain. No, they don't. In fact, video games can do a lot more, you know, depending on how you do it and how you play it. You don't just have to play a quote-unquote educational game. Um, uh, for instance, a personal, uh, for instance here, my brother... <laughs> Um, my brother started playing games as a little kid. I'm talking an itty bitty kid, right? Like three and four. He was playing games and he was playing like shooter games too. Um, now my parents, my stepdad and my mom made sure to kind of monitor his behavior. So if they noticed his behavior got like really violent, they would, you know, with the way he played with his toys and things or some of the things he said, you know, they would tell him, hey, son, why don't you chill out from that game for a little bit? Why don't you play something else? Like, why don't you pick up Mario or something? Like, leave that one alone for a minute. Um, but through that, they learned um, that he, because he was playing, like, old school Resident Evil, so it didn't have, like, actual verbal speech. You had to read the screen, and even at three and four, they learned that he could figure out what he was supposed to do next. You know, they, I mean, he taught himself. He was figuring out all the puzzles and things that were in the game, and was was figuring that out on his own and they realized that he taught himself how to add and subtract before he ever started kindergarten um so let's see i always saw video games as a way for me to get my anger out growing up in a crap home it helped me through a lot of things and i don't see games as a bad thing yeah Look, video games are a way for a lot of people to express themselves it's a way for a lot of people to um to not only express their creativity, to get out anger, to get out, you know, all kinds of built-in, pent-up emotions. Maybe some people use it as, like, escapism. They they use video games to escape their actual environment, um, pending the game. Like, I've always been, and we play it here a lot on the channel, I've always been a really big Sims fan. I have been playing Sims since I was in, like, fifth grade. And I love the hell out of The Sims. 
Um, I've always been able to do it to either be creative in the way that I build my sims and my characters or the houses and the way I decorate and blah, blah, blah. Or I've been able to use it to get out anger. I have created people that I could not stand, people who have wronged me, whatever. I would create them in the game and torture the shit out of them. And some people might listen to this and go, oh, no, she's, you know, psychopathic. Like, holy shit, no. I'm really not. It's really just, I was able to go, screw you, in that one moment. And, like, I'm good. Really, I am. Um... But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't see I don't see video games as a terrible thing. I don't. I I mean, look, should you probably binge it, you know, 8-10 hours a day, something like that, all day long every day? No. I mean, that's obviously not healthy. Like you do need to get up and go outside and experience the real world. Like you do. But for people to say, oh, video games are just shit, like, that's, you don't really know what you're talking about. Okay, because you have to think that actually um, some articles were put out when I was a kid on the research behind Pokemon and playing Pokemon. That's why my dad never really had a problem with me playing it, is because it was proven to um, help encourage uh, teamwork skills and um, things like that. And, um,. Working with other people, um, there are games that you know kind of really test your hand-eye coordination. Really, um, I mean, they can be used in all kinds of ways. I mean, and I, you know, I said it on one of the first episodes of the podcast. In my honest opinion, the storyline on video games is usually so much better than any movie that you could ever sit down and watch. A lot of video games now sit and actually play out as a full-fledged movie. You know, I mean, and they're awesome. They've got deeper, richer storylines, and um, a lot of the stories on movies kind of suck, and they're kind of generic, and they're kind of all about the same thing. It's kind of like a romantic comedy. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. For the most part, they all play out about the same way. And I love rabbinic comedies. Um, <laughs> but there has been storylines of some video games that the romance that happens in there, damn, that's a heart puller. Like, that gets your heartstrings. You are you are caught up. Like, you, you were in this. I have gotten more caught up and more in the world of a video game than I have a movie a, a million times over. Um... I think video games are, are a real future that is, are definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. Which is so funny because I remember being a little kid and like my my grandmother would tell me, "Oh, those video games, they're they're not going to last long." And like look where we are now and look how far they've come. Video games make me more angry, but that's because I have anger issues. It depends. Now, look, let's not let's not say that you don't rage quit a game from time to time because lord I do. And that's the that's the hilarious part about it. Like, <laughs> you know, my mom and my stepdad seeing my brother playing like Resident Evil or something and like being more violent or like a war game and being more violent because I have rage quit more times playing fucking Mario than I have anything else. Mario makes me want to, to like, I don't know, dropkick something. Like, I swear. Um, 
But I don't think that... Okay, so people that say that go out and commit a murder or something and say, oh, I did it because this video game, because I played Grand Theft Auto, I think that might be the case maybe a small percentage of the time, but I think a lot of the time it's not. You know, I think a lot of the times it's someone got in trouble for doing something, they got caught, and they were like, oh shit, well let me blame video games and it'll all be okay. You know, I mean, I really do think that's what that is. Um, so, you know, I don't know. A again, if you have a different opinion on video games or how they should or should not be played, um, again, feel free to send in feedback if you are listening through Spotify or iHeartRadio or any of the other lovely platforms like Anchor, where the podcast can be found. Again, you can email me at amethysttv0214 at gmail.com. Um, you can also catch me um, on Twitter at 0214amethyst. Um, you can find me on Facebook at... Um, Facebook.com slash um, Amethyst Streams. And on Twitch, you can come and actually join in live for the podcast at uh, twitch.tv slash Amethyst underscore 0214. Um, yeah, so a comment coming in here last minute. Um, don't let me play in GTA because apparently it desensitizes me to violence. That That's basically a lot of parents perspective and a lot of older people's per perspective is that it will desensitize you to the violence and things you know whether it be things like GTA or maybe like war games and stuff like that shooters um, and I don't think so necessarily because you have to put this in compare in comparison with the world that we actually freaking live in okay watch the news tell me how much violence you're gonna find out on the news that's happening in your everyday life. That's real. That's real violence. That's not fake violence. You know, tell me how many times you hear about a shooting that happened in your area or um, a robbing or stabbing or, you know, what's going on with the military overseas. Like, I don't know how this is for people all around the world, but in the United States, that's daily news. We hear that shit 24-7. You know, I mean, we do. It, it's sad, but we really do. That's really what our news is. And if our media reports anything that's, like, positive, you know, like kitten rescued from a tree, it gets zero attention. I don't watch the news because it bores me. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm back and forth. I do keep up with some things, but, I, again, it gets repetitive. And if you do watch the news a lot, it... It really does kind of desensitize you to life because you're just like, man, everyone sucks. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways to look at it. You can look at it from both perspectives. Um, another perspective that I have seen actually on TikTok um, was someone put that you want to know why Gen Z is not scared to get out here and do all these protests and why Gen Z really don't give a fuck is because Gen Z has already had training in school for what happens if there's a school shooting. This is part of their everyday school life. 
you know, and it's actually a possibility that it could happen within their lives. You know, kind of like, I think it was, was it the boomers that had to learn how to get under their desk in case of a bomb threat? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's just things, it's, it's real. It's there. These are, I mean, video, a video game's not going to desensitize you to something like that. Where that's your real, actual waking life. Um, someone in our comments says that's on bad gun control. You know, the gun control topic is one for a total another day because I have multiple opinions on it. Um, and I really don't feel like getting into all of that today. Maybe we can at a later date. Um, so halfway in... Let's go on to the second half of our podcast, which is my favorite half, because this is where we discuss tarot and astrology. <laughs> um, let's start with tarot like we did last week. Um, so, uh, last week I think we did the High Priestess, and um, this week we are doing um, the Empress. So continuing on with some feminine energy here and finding, you know, your strong feminine self. Um, though that doesn't mean that this card can't apply to like a, a reading on a male, okay? Everyone has energy within them that is masculine and that is feminine, okay? This is why I don't like guys that are like, oh, I can't do that. That's a chick thing. I can't walk into this candle shop because that's for girls. Bullshit. Yes, you can embrace your your um embrace your feminine side if women can learn how to work on a car and they're not considered all kinds of awful for learning how to do that in fact a lot of men find that incredibly attractive then um a man can walk into a candle store and, and not burst into flames like i promise you're not gonna actually lose your man card for giving a shit what you smell like um, so, continuing on with the Empress, um, again, I get a lot of my information from the tarotguide.com. That's, uh, that's where I go, um, for the podcast usually. Um, though I do have a few other sources and things. Um, so the Empress, uh, the things it's connected to, um, like the element for it would be water. Um, its planet would be Venus. Um, so some more of that divine feminine energy, of course. Um, its chakra would be the heart chakra and the sacral chakra. Um, its crystals would be like emerald and green tourmaline and, um, rose quartz. Um, body parts would be considered the neck and the throat, uh, the cervix, um, the pregnant womb thyroid um your cheeks and your lips um so oh boy i haven't even looked for it in my deck to explain what it looks like in my deck um but general meanings for it um outside of because again i've explained that this website will do um more specifics like love and relationship, money and career, health and spirituality. Um, here it is. So in my deck, I will show it on stream. 
if I can. Hold on, my light's kind of in the way. Let me do my light. Well, that didn't help. That made it brighter. There we go. In my deck, she looks like this. She's just a girl who is kind of um, laid back with like a green robe draped around her and like a leaf bra. She's got some fruit with her. She's got, you know, the palm leaves over her and the bright sun in the background. You know, I mean, she's just sort of calm and laid back and she's very confident in herself. Um, so this is again the third card. We've done zero, one, and two. This is the third card. Um, and the major arcana. So the upright meaning. So if you are getting, you're doing a reading and you pull it just like this with her upright and not upside down. Um, some general terminology that can represent her would be pregnancy, fertility, motherhood, um, sensuality, nurturing, uh, creative, beauty, uh, nature, harmony, art, things like that. Um, the general meaning and interpretation for upright, um, exact quote from the website, says the Empress Tarot is the major arcana card of femininity and motherhood. It can also be one of the strongest pregnancy cards in the tarot deck. If you are a mother, you will really come into your own and find fulfillment. If you're a father, the Empress encourages you to build on communication with your children and show them your nurturing side. But even if you're not a parent, when the Empress appears, the message is the same that you should embrace your softer side and allow yourself to explore the emotions that you are feeling and listen to your intuition people will be drawn to you especially those in need of empathy compassion and nurturing um, that you are able to provide so you know again it's a, it's a big card on on you know your feminine side and and being softer and not you know having to be your male self that's dominating and domineering. Um, so if you was to pull this card and it's upside down, again, not everybody does reversals. Not everyone reads reversals. I do in my tarot deck, but not in my oracle deck. Um, the reversed meaning would be like insecurity, infertility, uh, lack of confidence, lack of growth, being overbearing, um, negligence, and um, when the Empress is reversed, um, it, when it appears, it again tells you to embrace your feminine qualities, but this applies to men too, because we're all a mixture of masculine and feminine. Um, the Empress reverse indicates that you have been suppressing or neglecting your feminine side and that you need to embrace it in order to bring your masculine and feminine energies into balance. Um, maybe you're focusing too much on the material and mental aspects of life rather than the emotional and spiritual. When this major arcana card appears, the disharmony um, indicated by the Empress reverse can take many forms. Maybe you're putting others' needs before your own to your own detriment. Um, you may feel so emotionally overwhelmed that you're neglecting those that are important to you. Um, you may also feel unattractive and undesirable, and your confidence has taken a knock. You will need to shift focus and ground yourself to correct the Im imbalance. It can be a signifier of an empty nest syndrome for parents of grown-up children, but it can also be an indicator of a mother issues affecting you depending on its placement in a tarot spread. Um, because again, there, um, something we haven't discussed is that there are spreads, you know, um, 
that you can do when you do tarot. Again, everything is, is based on a good intuitive reader who can really pick up on things like you want to find before you do a reading. Um, you want to find a reader who really understands you and you feel like you kind of connect with them because and that's why people will go to maybe two or three before they find one that they really like. Um, another thing is someone who reads tarot cards and does astrology and stuff a lot of times will go to another tarot reader or another astrologer to do stuff for themselves because they find it hard to read for themselves. Um, and that goes to a lot of times you don't want to hear the messages that you need to hear. Um, you need somebody else to, to tell that to you. Um, but yeah, so there are different spreads for different occasions and different things. Sometimes readers create their own spreads, which is basically just a certain placement of the cards and maybe a certain order. And whatever card is there has this meaning or signifies this thing in your life. Uh, like I will probably start offering, um, Maybe sometime around November uh, and December, I will probably offer um, some year ahead spreads where I basically take a few major questions for your next year and then I'll pull a card that represents each month for you along with a card that represents certain questions like answers to certain questions for your next year. So like if you were a business owner or something, um, how are your, how is your business going to do the next year or what's something you need to know about your business for the next year? Um, I'll do stuff like that. Um, again, I'm offering doing readings on a tip scale. So basically, you tip me whatever you want to for your reading. Um, you can find me at all of the, the sites and pages and things that we've talked about. But also, we have a whole new section in our Discord just for requesting readings. Um, that's something we have not talked about yet. If you are a member of the community or a listener to us, uh, you should definitely join our Discord. I've spent some time lately revamping it, redoing it, completely gutting the whole thing and redesigning the layout. And now that we have a new layout system, it's very functional. It's very great. Um, we have games and things in there that we play with bots. We have awesome community members in there, and we talk about a whole list of things from um, our general chat space to our meme space. <laughs> and then we've also got places where I do post tarot information and astrology information for anyone that is interested. Um, you can um, find the link for the Discord on my Facebook page. Um, I'm pretty sure I post it from time to time on Twitter, and I also have it on my Twitch page. So if you follow any of those, you can find it as well. Um, so moving along here, um, I think we have just about got the Empress covered. I can't think of anything else really more. Um, again, it can have a different meaning based on spirituality, health, your money, a love reading. It can have different meanings um, pending on what kind of a reading you're doing. Um, but those things are listed on the tarotguide.com website. Um, they have it for all the major arcana and minor arcana. And it's where I go to a lot of the times um, if I'm wondering maybe how this could apply to something. Um, so... Moving along to our um, astrology for the podcast, today we are discussing cancer. Um, again, I get my information here from the Wellens Complete Book of Astrology. Um, 
I've had some some definite interesting interactions with some some cancer members and cancer is really a sign that I can't quite put my finger on because they're supposed to be when you think cancer in astrology you think um, the moon because it's connected to the moon and when you can and when you think of the moon you think of mother so again we've got more of that feminine mothering um, kind of energy going on here for this stream which is really interesting that this lined up this way um, so again um, going over some basics when it says how to spot a cancer and it talks about physical traits that would be more so if you were a cancer rising because rising is going to be like or um, th that's going to be <laughs> one of our um, members said I think of the disease no 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 they're not the disease I promise you cancers are really good people um, but when we say rising it, or your ascendant, it both meaning the same thing. Um, but when we talk about that, those are the people who that is your actual physical manifestation of yourself because it's your first house. Um, but if you are like a Cancer Sun or Cancer Moon, the the physical descriptions may not fit you as much. But physically, um, they talk about their family a lot and they're kind of moody. Those are going to be ways that you know them. Um, because cancer is connected to the fourth house and the fourth house is of family anything in the fourth house does represent family um, so their symbol is of course the crab um, the ruling planet is the moon um, again fourth house their element is water um, they are a water sign um, we think of all of our water signs, all of all three of them, as being rather emotional. Um, body areas that it rules over is the chest, the breast, and the stomach. So kind of that mid-torso region. Um, its gemstone is a pearl. Uh, colors are white and sil silver. Its key phrase, so its mantra, is I feel. Everything with cancer is about I feel, how they feel. Um, and a major key word for them would be receptive. And I can see that a lot. I mean, I really can. Um, personality traits are protective, nurturing, um, security conscious, family oriented, moody, maybe a little on the psychic side, um, sympathetic, tenacious, clingy, cautious, emotional, loving, shy, uh, caring, overly sensitive. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> um, cancer, yeah, so that is going to be something there. Um, cancer can be, because everything has its highest um, vibration or highest energy that's positives and everything has its negatives. So positives for cancer would be that it's very emotional and mothering and very nurturing, very intuitive, but on the downside, on the flip side of cancer. Um, you think the crab, right? Because cancer is the crab. So someone may be kind of moody and snippy. Um, maybe a helicopter mom, you know? Like the mom that won't let their kid do anything because, oh my God, you might get hurt. Um, that, that, kind of a, that kind of a deal. Um, they, can, they can definitely be very, um, very up, very down. Kind of all over the place maybe a little on the sensitive side um you think of cancer as being you know you're just kind of shy quiet sensitive person um 
but I've also known some cancers that that is not quite the case and not who they are. So, again, like we explained last week, that would be something where you need to look more into somebody's chart, their actual freaking chart, to know why is that there? Why are they like that? Why is cancer not a strong element for them? What house is it in? What area are they like that? Because everybody does have cancer um, in their chart. So it's just going to show the area of your life in which you, maybe you're a little sensitive in. Maybe you're a little moody in. Um, maybe something you can be a little mothering in. Um, but cancer is very much mother energy. And I know that's something I can't necessarily discuss a whole lot because I don't have a really good example of mother in my life. Um I mean, I do through some family members and things like my stepmom and stuff. That's a that would be a good example of like mother. But as for me personally, like my mother, no, she's not a good example of a mother. So that could be that's an area of my life that I struggle with. But when you think of your stereotypical like maybe TV show mom or whatever, like how a mom really should be, that would be Cancer energy. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. Um, cancer is, again, very feeling. Um, but anything that comes with the water signs and being a water sign, um, they are very... Um, they tend to be very psychic. Um, water signs do. I don't know what it is about them or why, but they are. Like, I would consider... Air signs is like your intuitive ones, but the water signs are your psychic ones. Those are the ones that you probably would find having all of the clairs, uh, claircognizance, clairaudience, you know, things like that. That would be your water signs. Or people with strong water placements. Um, their uh, quality or modality is their cardinal. Um, so cardinal would be the ones that are okay with saying the same or changing either way. They just kind of go with the flow. Um, so, you know, not necessarily as much to talk about with all of this this week as there was last week. Um, Cancer is not as controversial of a sign as Gemini is. Now, when it comes to the water signs, you know, every sign kind of has their, every um, element, Every element has their controversial sign within their their area, right? So, like, air signs is um, Gemini. For fire signs, I think the controversial one is Aries, to be honest. There's a lot of things with Aries, but Aries was our first uh, podcast. Um, for earth signs, it's probably going to be Virgo. There's a lot of stereotypes and things to Virgo. Um, and, or, well, no, because Capricorn's got a lot, too. There's a lot of stereotypes to Capricorn. Um, and then to water suds, um, I would say Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio. When we get to Scorpio, we have got things to talk about, all right? 
Um, so what sign is next week for us? Let me flip forward a little bit through my book and, um, cause I'm trying to do these in order and figure out where we're going next. Oh, next week is Leo. So next week we will be discussing all things Leo and that's honestly 110% appropriate because as we're going into August, we are in Leo month. Um, on the third, we happen to have a, um, full moon in Aquarius. Full moons are good times to release things, and new moons are a good time to manifest new things and bring new things into your life. Um, the I forgot when the new moon is in August, but you know the new moon will be in Leo. Uh, so a good time to manifest those kinds of qualities and things into your life. Um, so moving along here, and just in our last. 10 minutes or so going over things coming up in the future things um, ahead of us for stream and the podcast and the future of this and where we're going um so again it was voted within our community and our discord that you know i really think everyone should join to keep up with us it is the best way to keep up with everything going on um would be through joining the Discord, which again, you can find the link on my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash amethyst underscore zero two one four. Um, or on Facebook, I've posted it there and I have a link for it there, facebook.com slash amethyst streams, or you can just search up in Facebook's little search box, um, amethyst underscore zero two one four. Um, if you are not sure and you want me to send you a link directly, um, email me at amethysttv0214 at gmail.com. Um, so, um, that's the best way to find out when we're doing stuff. I am, I have got to get better about putting out a stream schedule and figuring out what I'm streaming. Just lately, I have been sitting here like, yeah, I probably need to get up and stream something. Oh, what do I even want to stream today? Like, what game are we even going to play? Like, I don't even know. Um, I think today after um, we finish up the podcast episode um, and I close out this stream and finish it up, I will probably restart stream with something else. We'll probably play something if um, everybody's um, there and wanting to. Um, we've still got to plan our Minecraft celebration stream for hitting a hundred followers and this at this point I think we're at like a hundred and eight or something like that um hold on I can pull up my twitch no I can't um because it'll start playing sounds and things um <laughs> I don't want that to pick up um well baby I've got desktop audio muted um so maybe I can quickly get on my own channel um, find out where we're at. Uh, how many followers are we at? We're at 108. Yeah, I was right. I was correct. Um, so hello to anyone popping in. Uh, we're just finishing up this episode of the podcast and then I will probably stream something else. Um, so again, we've got to figure out when we're going to do our Minecraft celebration stream. I'm not sure. I was thinking Monday, but maybe not Monday now, maybe Tuesday. Um, what else have we got going on? Um, nothing really that I can think of. Um, I need, you know, I need to get back to doing some streaming. I haven't really much lately. I've really just kind of been taking the time off. Um, 
I spent a lot of time on redesigning my Discord. Um, I do want to stream, but at the same point in time, I am wanting to redesign the layout of my stream and the way that looks. Um, and from there, that's really about it. That's all I can tell you thus far. That's all I really know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, you have all the ways to keep up with me. There's your episode. Um, and, um, hopefully we will, uh, see you next time and, um, we'll talk about some more things. Hey guys, so I just wanted to go in and add in at the very end of this, um, I know we didn't do it on stream, um, this is off live, um, as I am uploading and getting everything ready and organized and structured together to get the podcast out there for you on Monday, um, I wanted to add that we didn't pull an oracle card to give us a good message to go into next week, and um, so for this stream, um, this um, podcast episode, episode five, I think I might have said four earlier, I'm not sure, um, but this is actually episode five, um, I pulled New Moon in Taurus, which means prosperity lies ahead. Um, we can often think of the new moon as, again, your your best time to manifest something new into your life, whereas the full moon is meant for releasing things. Um, so I just wanted to add this in here that um, prosperity lies ahead. And I watch a lot of different YouTubers that do tarot readings and astrology readings and things. Um, one of them being Stargirl, the Practical Witch, another one being Gym Goddess, and uh, I highly suggest you guys look up them and watch things done by them. Um, a third one I mentioned on the uh, podcast episode we did with our, our friend Paul Miller, that um, Bahati Life is another good one, and if you look at the things that all three of them are saying, they are showing that August is going to be a very prosperous month for everyone. August is going into August. We are we're on the upswing of 2020, right? A lot of people predicted that the beginning of 2020 was going to be shit and the back half was going to be a lot better. And I see it kind of going that way too. And I just wanted to throw in there because I didn't want us to forget our tarot card um or our oracle card good message for the week. Again, I, I didn't want that to happen. Um, so thank you guys for being here and for listening. Um, I hope that um, we like doing the episodes live. I hope that everyone that listens to it is okay with it. Um, again, I would love you guys' feedback. I would love to be able to get everyone so much more active and a part of it and a part of the community. I love the community that I'm building. I've said it multiple times. I'll keep saying, I, I have created this hill and I will die on this hill. And, um, I just thank you guys so much.